Terry Crosby. Andy Steiger. Steve Kim. Welcome to the AC Podcast. On this podcast, we want to help you understand and speak the language of our culture and address questions being asked with intellectual honesty, gentleness, and respect. Hey, hey, pleasure to be with you, Andy and Steve, in your presence. Good to be here. Listeners, you just listened to some audio that we're going to talk about in a moment. Yes. Yeah, some... going to uh, get into it. Some Department of Defense <laughs> released video talking about UFOs. We're going to get into the subject of aliens. But before we do that, Terry... Yes? We got some big news to talk about today. I do. I do. This is a big podcast for you, man. This is a big podcast. It is. And we were hoping to do this a little sooner. We sure were. But uh, a couple of weeks ago. But uh, Thank yeah. you, COVID. Uh, we've had all sorts of challenges. Yeah, but and changes. Back in January, to give you some context, listeners, back in January, Terry informed me that, uh, that he would be moving on from Apologetics Canada. Because he can't stand working with me anymore. Can't stand looking at the one's eyes. <laughs> and, all, veering, and all of my old man jokes. Right now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. I've I, had enough, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, my jokes were borderline abusive. I'll admit that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but Terry's been working with us part-time, and he's come to a place where he needs to pursue full-time work. Yeah. And so he just, he just uh, informed me, hey... Uh, around the end of March was his plan. This was pre-COVID, ex- pre-COVID, you know, pre- yeah. pre-pandemic yeah. world coming to an end. Yeah, and uh, that was the plan. So we have been uh, working with him as you've been putting out your resume and yeah and whatnot. Yeah, so changes are happening for sure. And uh, so we extended it. Yeah, extended uh, it after the pandemic. We extended yeah. it and said, you know, Terry, just take your time, man. When you're ready, let's yeah, let's do yeah. this on on your timetable. And so. Here we are, listeners. This is the last podcast. This is the last podcast. The last one with me mm-hmm. as your host and contributor. To I'm gonna, it. Terry. I'm listen. I'm gonna miss you, man. There's a lot of things. Is that this I'm a joke? Or- <laughs> <laughs> Can you not let me set it up? <laughs> I'm just waiting for the punchline, dude. Yeah, I know, and I'm trying to get there. <laughs> it needs a proper setup. So listen, okay, first, okay, first go. I got to say something nice, and then I get to tear into you. Is that all right with you? <laughs> bring me up, and then bring me down. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, go, go. So, but listen, Terry, yes. it's been a privilege working with you. One of the things I, I love about working with Terry over these years is, which, by the way, has been three and a half big three ones. Three and a half, yeah. Is uh, Terry is a delight to work with. The guy's mm. always got a great attitude. You are willing to laugh at anything, mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. when I say something that's not funny, which I appreciate. <laughs> I'll, at least, I'll at least get something. You're what, my boss. After. Yeah, what I, what I call a courtesy <laughs> giggle. 
yeah. yeah, there's something about that, isn't there? <laughs> Got to laugh at the job boss's jokes. Well, now I'll know now whether or not if you're laughing <laughs> yeah. or not. I'm not gonna be laughing yeah. after this. <laughs> Uh, Stone face, dude. <laughs> yes. But uh, also, listeners who, who don't know this as well, two other things about Terry that I love. First of all, Terry has a candy drawer <laughs> that he keeps well stocked. I love in that the you office. love that, yes. Yes. You know, I love me some candy. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, they, yeah. You're dipping in quite bean. often. Uh, but the other thing, too, that I love about Terry is he's an inspiration. The guy is constantly on the go. Few people I know that love life like Terry, constantly running, biking. Mm-hmm doing something outdoors like if i'm going snowboarding i'll tell terry and he's up on the hill like it's awesome last year when you ran your 50 miles man yeah unbelievable yeah Uh, truly an inspiration but listen now that i've brought you up (laughs) there are some things i'm not gonna miss terry you're gonna drop me yeah allow me to uh release you now that you're up high can you Uh, just give me a moment (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just, just give me a, a little moment here you know just to feel a just, little satisfied yeah, it's that pre-drop <laughs> moment just just enjoy that yeah relative stability you know there are some things i'm not going to miss for example there's been a couple times one in particular where we were doing an interview with somebody we both respected <laughs> and about what was it terry about 15 minutes into that oh interview? i don't i've blocked that for my memory <laughs> About 15 minutes in the interview, Terry gives me this look, the look of, shoot me now. Yep. I, yeah. The Terry that loves life currently does not love life. No, just. It was the look of, oh my Lord, I didn't press record. How am I going to manage to tell this guy that for the last 15 minutes, we've got none of it? That was. Tell, Terry, walk me through that. Well, Andy, <laughs> I don't remember it at all. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was a sad moment. I yeah, tell we, you, we've had a few. Life. We've had a few of those, but yeah. that was well, one of the worst. Not not the record button. That was only once. Okay, that was only once, dude. And it was 15 minutes. I will <laughs> confess to that. <laughs> and it was a very good to that point. A good interview. A very good interview with a very highly distinguished person. There is no easy way to tell a person, by the way, we got to start over. You got to say everything again yeah. for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> so things just don't go according to plan sometimes. You know, I, I am fallible just once that time. Right. About <laughs> there have been many, many a moment that we have had to deal with technical difficulties to get this show going, particularly with interviews. Yeah, yeah. At any rate, Terry never did do that again. Now it is a part of the regiment to make sure that that we audibly say recording. (laughs) You recording, Terry? You recording, Terry? (laughs) For about a month after that happened, I would periodically look at you about halfway through the show. Are we? Are we okay? Are we good? (laughs) Uh, Steve, what about you, man? Do you got anything you want to share about uh, about old Terry here? Yeah. Um, Yeah. A a few things. There it is. Well, actually, when um, when Terry first joined us, I wasn't too sure that he was a good fit. We had a number of candidates there, and I was wondering, hmm, I'm not sure he, he would have been my first pick and things like that, you know. But then we started working together. I mean, he was a really delight to work with. Um, for one, because... Terry, you just don't take yourself seriously. And I really admire you about that. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember this one particular time. Are you building me up like Andy is, <laughs> and then going to drop me? Okay. I'm a bit a bit more human than Andy in that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. In this day and age, when you know racism and all you know political correctness and everything is so in like hyperdrive, it seems to me you were the kind of guy that I could just really take it easy and and joke about ourselves, right? right. You know, our ethnicity, yeah, you know that kind of stuff. And I remember very distinctly. This was when I was still in BC, right? And as many people know, in Southwest BC, we get a lot of rain in the wintertime, like Seattle, like Portland. One day, you came into the office, I came into the office, and I was like, hey, Terry, were you doing the rain dance the other day? <laughs> and, and, and you were like, well, you know, Steve, I was actually doing the sun dance, but I took a few missteps and I messed it up, and I think we cursed us all. Yeah. <laughs> and then you started yeah, just kind of hopping story. around a bit, right? And we were just kind of killing ourselves laughing. You know, th- those yeah. kinds of things. Like, these were re- yeah. are really fond memories of just you being you and bringing so much light mm. into the office and into my life. And so certainly I'm going to miss you when you're gone. I really appreciate you and I wish you all the best from here on. And let's Absolutely. keep in touch. Yeah, Thank I, you so much. Kind words. Appreciate on, that, it. on that note too, uh, we've done a lot of road trips with Terry. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of plane trips, a lot of <laughs> That's trips, right. yeah. car trips. Yeah. Gonna miss those for sure. You're a fun man to travel with. Yeah, yeah. but let's uh, let's travel in a different direction this let's morning. Travel shall into we? the universe. Let's travel into the universe. We're going big on this being Terry's last show. We <laughs> I thought, love this topic. Yeah, let's uh, talk about aliens. <laughs> let's talk about UFOs. It was it good was, way uh, to go out. It was funny you. too because I told Steve, "Hey, we're gonna talk about aliens." And he's like, "What? What are we? Yeah, <laughs> we're, what are we gonna talk about? What's the angle Can you send here? Me articles. <laughs> I want to check this out." And specifically, what we want to get into today is this idea of, you know, as a Christian and just as as a person in general, what are we to think about aliens? What are we to think about UFOs? You know, are they real? And this isn't just a topic that we just kind of thought, oh, let's talk about this. We're bringing this up today because since particularly 2017, this has been a hot topic. It's been hitting the news regularly, and it just hit the news again because the New York Times broke... Um, a pretty substantial article, news article, with regards to the release of some UFO videos. These events, these videos, depict occurred in 2004 and 2015. And recently, the um, U.S. Department of Defense officially released three videos depicting encounters between Navy pilots and unidentified aerial phenomena. So we'll put these videos up on the show notes if you want to take a look at this. But that's that's pretty significant, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. this isn't just like some, you know, crazies out there going, hey, here's this video. Like, this is the U.S. Department of Defense released these saying, hey, yeah, our Navy pilots encountered these UFOs, right? Unidentified flying object. And so what we've had since then is a number of articles that have come out with regards to this, we've also had different TV shows that have aired with, again, just stirring up this whole issue of UFOs. And we're going to get into this a, a bit today as we talk about this subject as it continues to surface in the news. And just, just recently, again, this week has, has been surfacing yet again as the New York Times has published more on this subject, which has kind of lended it credibility because for a long time, this idea of UFOs really 
was this conspiracy theorist, you know, NPR yeah. kind of special. Yeah. yeah. But now with the New York Times covering it, it's really made it a lot more legit. It's not a fringe belief anymore. The more people are seeing things, right? And people that you might even know have seen unidentified things that can't be explained. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, talking about aliens, I mean, I grew up, I, honest, I'll put it right out there. I hope there's aliens. All right, we're going to just get right into it. We're going to jump right in. All right, because here, here's where I want to go. Yeah. I do have more to say about these articles because yeah. there are some big question marks with regards to these videos that we're going to talk about in a moment. Yeah. But, let, you know, Terry, listen, this is, this is your show. You want to go, <laughs> go right there? That's fine. I'll just say that for now. No, no. I, I just want to put it out there. No, I want to dig deeper. You've opened I, the box. I'm going to go right on in. I grew up on Star Trek. Captain Kirk. There was a lot of aliens on there. Dude, okay, so that's so funny because I'm thinking when, as soon as you said that, I'm thinking John Luke Picard. Oh, yeah. But I forget. <laughs> okay, here's. <laughs> it's coming. I forgot, yeah. It's coming. <laughs> I got to go a little farther back. Where we're talking, <laughs> Captain Kirk. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, so I think there's a lot of us that, that grew up on these sci fi shows. Yeah. But let's get into this, Terry. Do you believe that aliens exist? You know what? I am not going to say that I believe that there's aliens. I will not say that because I don't think there's enough evidence to support that. I think there's a lot of people like myself that hopes that there is. First of all, I hope it's not an alien like on Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> when we, I started thinking about oh. that, that's that's the alien I go to. That and, is, that is the go to, right? Where it comes out of your stomach. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So yeah, I'm hoping it's not aliens like that, but I'm hoping that you know, there's something else out there. Okay, but you got to give of... me a little more than that. Like, what kind of alien you want? <laughs> <laughs> something we can relate to in a sense that we can, uh, you know, talk with. We can, uh, you know see what's going on up there somewhere else <laughs> i don't know dude <laughs> so out of like the whole star wars trilogy mm-hmm. which alien would you want star wars trilogy i'm trying to go through all nine of them <laughs> that, you know because one of the things that i love about star wars yeah Honestly, if I were to say the, my favorite thing about Star Wars, yeah. it would be the different aliens that you see. Yeah. Like, it's those classic shots where somebody goes into a bar or something like that, right, right. and you just see yeah, okay, this okay, okay. bizarre mix right. Right, of Number just, four, going into the bar, yep. Yeah, right, of right, aliens right. Just, just everywhere. To me, that's, that's one of my favorite aspects yeah. uh, of those movies. True, true. Uh, what, what about you, Steve? Do you believe that aliens exist? My take on it is that, like Terry, I would like for there to be something out there, but I am actually very doubtful that there will be something out there, at least something intelligent like us, not because I think humanity is sort of the apex of all there is, but just what it takes for intelligent life forms to develop on a planet and all the factors that go into it, I think it's highly unlikely. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I think it's just so bizarre that we are here on Earth to begin with. So just a couple of quick examples is, for one, you have to be 
in the right place in the galaxy because if you're too close to the center the gravity is too strong so all you get is heavy elements so no carbon and if you're too close to the fringe of the galaxy then all you're going to have is hydrogens and heliums and all these lighter elements right so it has to be in sort of the goldilocks zone in the galaxy and then it has to be in the goldilocks zone around a particular kind of a star and then it has to be the right distance away from the star and then we have to talk about the kind of planet it is. It has to be a terrestrial kind of a planet that has a crust around it that's not too thick, not too thin. It has to have just the right amount of oxygen so that, you know, if you have too much, there will be fires everywhere. If you don't have enough, everybody's going to suffocate to death. And then it has to have the particular kind of way of recycling the air and all that kind of stuff. And it has to have the kind of atmosphere to protect it from the radiation. When you put all of those things together, it just seems very bizarre that we're here in the first place on planet Earth. And that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of doubtful that there is something else out there. But I am certainly hope hopeful. Dude, you are a real downer. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Where is this going now? <laughs> <laughs> well, did you guys watch the UFO videos that were released by the U.S. Department of Defense? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you guys read the, the articles. What did you take away from that? Well, the fact that they're releasing them now, they were out previous to this. And now the Department of Defense releases this and says it's unclassified. In their eyes, this has no bearing on defense within their country. There's no threat you're saying they're willing to release these because they demonstrate there's no threat. Right, exactly. Uh, what about you, Steve? I wasn't sure what to make of it, to be honest with you. Again, because I'm skeptical that there is something out there, my reaction is, well, it could be something else on Earth, right? I, and here's another way that I thought of it. I'm just like, even if there are UFOs, like you said earlier, Andy, it just stands for unidentified flying object. So even if these are UFOs, doesn't necessarily mean that there are extraterrestrial intelligence out there. But if this is the kind of UFOs that we typically associate with aliens, yeah, it did seem weird. Like that in one video, the the movement of this kind of a slightly oval-shaped thing, the way it rotates and turns and things like that, I'm just like, that's not an airplane. Uh, it doesn't look like any kind of a bird that I know of or or anything like that. So yeah, it is. it was a bit bizarre. When they talk about these occurrences, they actually say like 95% of these, it's really high number, can be explained. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about this four or 5% that not explained, which everybody grasps onto right. that, you know, we, we're hoping well, for. And it's interesting because as you look into this, and we'll post this on the show notes that Wired Magazine has run a, quite a few articles on this. And one of the things that's kind of come out with regards to it and is even said in the, the audio that these look like drones and they behave like drones. And when all of this was released and has come to the front from 2004 to 2017, in particular in 2017, coincided with regulations on drones. Right. And so at least for Wired Magazine, they're like, this clearly has everything to do with regulating drones and dealing with the fact that we had a period of history where drones were being 
flown around all over the place completely without regulation. I mean, if you think back to, you know, 40 or 60 years ago when they started filming these things and they started seeing things, everything was oval-shaped. Any sighting from somebody? Because that's what people were seeing on TV kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And right now, I mean, there's so much drones. We're seeing that kind of action in the air kind of thing. Like, I don't know. It, <laughs> it's hard to, you know, right. pinpoint that or, you know. Without question, you start to go, okay, what makes sense of the evidence? And this is one of the things that you said, Terry, is for you, you're following the evidence and, you know, this is where the evidence is leading you. Now, one of the reasons I want to talk about this is because I think there's interesting aspects of our faith that go along with this topic of aliens with regards to, okay, I'm going to look at the evidence and I'm going to see where the evidence is leading me. Does the evidence, you know, lead me to believe that aliens exist or that there's a Sasquatch out there or whatever it is that's being debated? And, and you look at that evidence and, you, and you're weighing that as you seek to make a decision. I want to talk a little bit more about that because there's a really interesting aspect, I think, of aliens that intertwines with Christian faith. So we're going to go there in a second. But before we do, I just want to tell you my thoughts uh, with regards to this because it was interesting. I, I hear the questions about UFOs coming up periodically in Q&A sessions in particular. Just a few months ago before the whole COVID thing, I was speaking at the University of British Columbia and I was doing a panel discussion with some other people at UBC. And one of the questions that came up is, do you believe in aliens? And it was interesting, you know, I can't even remember what the other panelists said, but, but for myself, as I've thought through this question over the years, uh, this is my big thing. Okay, so let me just lay it out here. Okay, first of all, you know, Steve, you did a great job in explaining just how difficult it is for life to exist. So, as J.P. Moreland once said, listen, if we find life on another planet, that's just even more evidence that God exists because it would be even even more incredible right. that you don't have life occurring once, you have life occurring twice. But to me, it gets even far more incredible than that. Because when you think about aliens, you have to crunch the numbers, and I rarely hear people crunching the numbers. And so let, let's just crunch the numbers for a moment of what we know. And what we know is that the universe is disturbingly large. There are billions of galaxies. And that's just one of those numbers that just doesn't hit like it should. Because we live in a galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, and if you were to just take a tape measure and measure our galaxy alone, it is a hundred thousand light years across. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Think about that. That's disturbing. By the way, uh, so what's the speed of light, right? The speed of light is just shy of 300,000 kilometers a second. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about going that speed for a hundred thousand years just across <laughs> our one galaxy. I know. At this point, <laughs> we just lost Terry. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> so now you have to think about this because this is this actually is something that comes out when you watch like Star Trek and whatnot. As they talk about the challenges that they have to go visit these these places, and they go at light speed. Yeah, and they're going at just shy of. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, but they're going at these high speeds, and they're like they have the limitations. You know, and I've seen different episodes where they're trying to find wormholes or whatever so that they can right. jump into a different galaxy. Yeah. But this is part of the problem. So let's imagine that there is an alien on some other distant galaxy. How on earth are they ever supposed to get to you? 
right? Mm -hmm. They would be traveling for 100,000 years Mm -hmm. just across one galaxy. So what you begin to see is just the physics of it makes it impossible. That just if you look at with regards to a telescope and how far we can see with a telescope versus how long it would take for you know something that's traveling at an incredibly high rate, speeds at which we can't do. And even if you look at the physics of this, physics tells you it is impossible to travel at these speeds that you see in Star Trek and whatnot, that the amount of energy that it would require to travel at those kind of speeds, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So even if it was possible, though, you see that there's just, there's just not enough time. We would die long before you know these aliens ever reach us, and the aliens would die long before they ever reach you. And I think they would eventually get to you, you know, like 100 million years in the future, going, why on earth did we come to Earth? <laughs> but think about this, though, because now we got to throw one more thing into it. Because they've traveled all this distance. They've used this incredible technology to travel at these high speeds for an incredibly long time to get here to do what? To periodically show up as a glowing orb that (laughs) dots back and forth a couple times. That goes really fast. Yeah. (laughs) It disappears. And you can see all these aliens high-fiving each other. Yeah! We did it! Woo! Let's go. Totally worth it. Yeah, let's go to the next galaxy. So when I start crunching those numbers and whatnot, I go, no, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I think it's unlikely, but I think the part that everybody really holds on to is the idea that it's not impossible, right? And so that possibility, and and given that we're very social creatures and the idea of another alien species out there it's just really intriguing to us, I think. And add to that mix the sort of penchant for some people to get into conspiracy theories, right? I think putting that all together creates this recipe, I think, for theories about aliens and things like that, too. And we find it really attractive um, because one thing that I've learned about conspiracy theories, too, is that it gives you a sense of greatness like you're more important in the grand scheme of things and and so i think all of that is what's drawing a lot of people into their theories about ufos and aliens and what the government is doing to cover it up and all of that stuff yeah and and i want to go into this i mean man steve there's so many things you've said there i do find it interesting that people have this grandiose view of the government where it's like, on one hand, they think the government is a complete moron, mm-hmm. right? It's run by morons. Yet at the same time, they think that they've got these incredible conspiracy theories going on behind the scenes. I personally just don't have that much faith in, in you know, they're just humans, these people running the government. Uh-huh. Uh, what about Area 51? Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's not with me yet. <laughs> My wife's um, grandpa... He was an engineer on the SR-71, and uh, he was able to go to Area 51. But he won't release anything. He won't say he's, anything. He's the old school guy that oh, yeah. will keep everything till he dies. Oh, I have a family member that worked in the Pentagon. I'm yeah. pretty sure she was just a secretary, but they won't say a nothing. word. Nothing. Can't get nothing out. Yeah. Before we continue, a message from Andy. Hi, everyone. This is Andy Steiger. I wanted to let you know that the 10th Annual Apologetics Canada Conference was a great success and that the conference recordings are now available. The recordings not only have all the sessions from the conference, including all the breakout sessions, 
but some bonus material as well. We have included a special class that Daryl Bach taught for us and Wesley Huff about how we got the Bible and can we trust the Bible. To purchase and download the recordings, go to apologeticscanada.com. And now, back to the podcast. So, I want to go down this rabbit trail a little bit, though. As I said that we would head in this direction, I think it's important to think about how does Christianity and aliens intermix? Because I, I feel like they do. And I actually feel like for some people it discredits Christianity because their view of Christianity is is really a conspiracy theory in some regards where they just have this belief in this really powerful alien that they hold to. And it reminds me actually of the very first episode of Star Trek Next Generation that begins with this yeah. alien called Q. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yes, yes, Does that yes. bring back some memories? Yes. And super this, intelligent. Yeah, this super intelligent godlike character that really has powers that they can do nothing against. And really, in this, I, this view of God is just this cosmic joker, really, that does as he likes. And, and really, for Q, he's just bored, and he's just trying to entertain himself. You get this kind of sense that Christianity is kind of put into that kind of light. Tell me, Steve, have you ever thought about that, and, and what's your response to that? That's sort of what I see in many internet atheist comments when they, for example, start comparing God to like Thor and Zeus and things like that. You reduce the monotheistic God to something that is within the universe, something that is finite. One time, Terry and I, we looked at this one meme, basically going off of that, that popular internet atheist line that... I just believe in one less God than you kind of an idea. And this meme had a list of all these names of deities, right? You know, same font, same size and everything. And you see the name Yahweh included in there. And what we're supposed to get out of that is Yahweh is like any other God that we don't believe in, like Zeus and Thor and Odin, Loki and whatnot, right? But that, that's exactly what I see is that, well, that's a real category error because you are saying that something that is finite is essentially the same thing as something that's infinite and vice versa, right? There's really no significant difference there. There's a huge difference between something that is infinite and something that is finite. Real category error, and I do see many internet atheists kind of reducing the monotheistic God to something like Q, something like an alien that is just really like us, but more powerful in some way. But I, again, I think it's a category error. So I think the question was, does it undermine Christianity? Honestly, I don't think it does. I think if there is extraterrestrial beings out there, yeah, God created them. And honestly, if we look back to Genesis 1-1, God created the heavens and the earth, and all that is you know, talked about in those verses, beginning of the verse, it, it just shows that God is a creative God. And that if there is aliens up there, he created them because he is a creative being. Which I agree. I have no problems with God having created other beings. And I think it's important to note that we should say, with regards to the question, do we believe that aliens exist? The clear answer to that is yes, of course we do. Yeah. And, and I'm one of those. Yeah. So we know that that we exist and we are 
aliens in that that sense living on a planet in the universe. The question is, are there other aliens? And mm-hmm. the the answer to that, I think, is we just don't know. Right. I don't have a problem though, as a Christian, believing that there could be. And one of the things that I think is interesting, though, that the Bible talks about with regards to God that you don't see in something like Star Trek, and in fact, I don't think I've ever seen in Star Trek, is when God appears to people where they see God, just get a glimmer of God, they find themselves on their knees, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. In awe, in terror, right? You don't get that. Which is interesting with, say, like Q or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, could that be just because it, it would be maybe similar to Jesus, right? Where, where Jesus has taken on flesh and, and walks among us and, and there isn't that um, reverence. Right, right. Well, that idea of just a mind, an intelligence, that intelligent, where would that come from? Like, it seems to me like a concept of the Christian God, <laughs> really, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. this this is something we have to be careful of, right? Yeah. Which concept is informing which? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's an important point, that this idea of an alien could be something that doesn't seem very foreign to us because it actually rings of truth. Right. That there is this aspect going on where there is more going on to the cosmos. Mm-hmm. It's just far greater than some flying saucer mm-hmm. uh, with these aliens that want to probe you, mm-hmm. right? But that we're talking about a God who created the universe with you in focus. Yeah. And the desire to live in relationship with you, not because he wants to trick you, which, by the way, was the Greek understanding of the universe. The Greek idea was that there were gods that existed very much like Q, had these powers, and then would use those to entertain themselves with people. So, in the Greek understanding of the gods, you didn't want the gods' attention. It was better that they were distracted with somebody else than plaguing you. The Christian understanding, though, is so unique in that there isn't a bunch of gods. There's only one God, God who created everything, and that this God isn't some cosmic prankster, but that this God loves you, created you, and made you for the purpose of being in relationship with him and with one another. And what we find then in the the Christian view of the cosmos is that there is this longing for something more, that we have this innate understanding that this isn't the end of the story, that -hmm. there's something much bigger at play here. The sad part is, though, is when people want to latch hold, like you said, Steve, of these conspiracy theories, and they want to sell out a greater story for something so insignificant. So our understanding as Christians about aliens, I mean, I think this question comes up from people. Is there any support in the Bible, because I think a lot of people look <laughs> there for uh, an understanding or a, uh, you know, they want to know, is there anything that people would point to that you would kind of go, well? First of all, I think that this is an interesting point of history. Yeah. When you read his history, you don't get this idea of aliens. At least I never have, guys. I've never read Copernicus, for example. I I don't read Copernicus talking about aliens, and for a good reason. At that time, and we've had this for a a while now, it would go all the way back to Aristotle, is this idea of an anthropocentrism. And by that, I mean this idea that the sun revolves around the earth, 
but it's much bigger than just that. That it's the idea that humans are the center of the universe. And you don't have until Copernicus that that really becomes challenged and humans are displaced, if you will, from the center of the universe. You have this heliocentric view of the cosmos, right? Where now it's, at least in the solar system, it's the sun that's the center and we're revolving around the sun. And it's interesting because for a lot of people, if you look at the history of that, they think that this is a religious battle. If you go back and look at what's taking place there, it's not. And the idea goes to Aristotle in ways that the universe was being viewed. But a lot of people would point to Christianity, though, and say that Christianity, which it is, is anthropocentric, right? That humans are central to the Christian narrative. And so in that sense, I would say that that's correct. And so from a Christian perspective, I don't really see this kind of evidence suggesting that there's other life out there because the entire story is focused on humanity, that this is completely human focus, right, of, of what, what God's doing. So yes, God is the main character, but we are the main plot of what God's doing in the cosmos, of why God is doing in the cosmos. And because the Bible is focused on the relationship between God and humanity, that is why if there are alien life forms out there, it doesn't really do anything to undermine Christianity. Otherwise, you'd be just committing the fallacy of negative inference. What that fallacy how it works is basically like this. Andy, if you were to say, I love Tristan, and I come to you and say, well, why don't you love William? Then I committed the fallacy of negative inference. Just because you affirmed one thing doesn't necessarily mean that you negated something else. Just because you love Tristan doesn't mean that you don't love William. It could be that you love both, and I believe you do love both Tristan and William. It's just that you mentioned this one thing, this one person. So in the same way, the Christian worldview story has humanity as a very central kind of an element. And the Bible, to me, seems silent about any other life forms out there. And so I don't think it's at all incompatible to have alien life forms out there, and it wouldn't undermine Christianity one bit. I think one verse that people point to is just the one we all kind of know, John 3.16, you know, God's love the world. So when they translate world, it's actually, my understanding is universe, cosmos. But when you go through the Bible, that word is used more for humanity than it is talking about the universe as a whole kind of thing. So there's little things like this that people might point to, might, you know, want to grab onto, but... I don't think overall through the Bible, there's a full disclosure of aliens. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, though, what, what you guys were saying earlier with regards to my kids. I, I think that this is a, another analogy. My kids could look at me and as an alien, you know, in the sense that I'm responsible in some at some level for, you know, their lives and, and that they exist. But... If you put me off onto another galaxy or gave me some sort of extra powers or anything, right? I suddenly become a superhuman. But that doesn't that doesn't somehow change the relationship. And see, I find for a lot of people that this is what what they want to do, though, is if they can start using these Q analogies or alien analogies or whatever, that this then 
changes this relationship. And if anything, I feel like it becomes this very individualistic impetus, kind of worldview idea that changes the focus away from God, puts the focus back on themselves if they can just kind of downplay uh, this role of God and just kind of dismiss God as just, just an alien. Now, on that note, this is very sad for me, because as we come to a conclusion here, Terry, this is it. This is it. Now, you told me, though, you'll come back on other episodes. You, you, yeah. You're not opposed. Sure. You're no, not opposed. Not opposed. Not opposed. You might hear me again. But I think it's, I think it's only appropriate for you to end us off. Do it, do it the way you do <laughs> Well, best. you know what? It's been a pleasure uh, being with you listeners every week, for sure. And I will totally miss this. And Andy, I'll even miss you. <laughs> I don't believe you, Terry. <laughs> so, if any of you listeners want to drop me a line, you can email me at tkcrosby96 at gmail.com. If you just want to chat, whatever, that's fine. I'm open to going back and forth on anybody that wants to do that. So, yeah, here we go. You want to talk about aliens? You want to talk about aliens? <laughs> He'd love it. Yeah, absolutely. Call him up. Call His him phone up. number is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop there. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us, listeners. The AC Podcast is a ministry of Apologetics Canada, and we'll come back next week. I won't be here, but they will be <laughs> with a few more things to talk about. All right. Later. Later.